Blog Talk Radio. And now I present to you that international Bible teacher of teachers, Seer Israel of Seedwell. He will utter dark things and mysteries which have been kept from the foundation of the world, showing us the way to go. Hallelujah, Yahweh. as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yeah. off, yeah. which may I... And what you go through brings what's already in you out. Okay. So what path or religion are you mm-hmm. in your pursuit of perfection with God? <laughs> what, 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 what are um, you? I was raised Seventh-day Adventist. Okay. And what um, does that mean? Seventh-day Adventist is a Christian denomination, mm-hmm. and one of the things that we believe is observing the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from a young child, you know, being brought up, I was always brought up with Sabbath observance. So Friday night sundown and Saturday night sundown, as mentioned in the Ten Commandments, remember the seventh day to keep it holy. Uh, and then also Jesus uh, observed Sabbath as well. Yeah. So it's one day where I don't check my emails. 
I don't respond to work calls. I don't read from Friday night, Friday night sundown, sundown to Saturday right. night sundown. Yeah. No work. You don't check your emails. No. That's, that's, like, a, there's a that's, a, that's like against the commandment of Hollywood <laughs> that thou shalt carry thy Blackberry at all times. But you know what? Here's the yes. thing. When you set boundaries. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Up front. Up front. Here's what my commitment is. So we all agree. I love this, Before we even Devon. take the job or go yeah. down the road. Yeah. Here's the commitment. Yeah. Are we all agreeing this is okay? Mm -hmm. So then all I have to do is just make sure I keep the commitment. Yeah. Because the moment I break it yes. is the moment they realize, oh, well, he wasn't that serious. Mm -hmm. But for me, Sabbath is a time to recharge. It's a time to rest. It's a time to spend time with my family. Uh, it's a time to spiritually reconnect. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. What is interesting is that you allow your faith, yeah. your belief in God, to be at the forefront of who you are yeah. in a place where most of us, and you even say in the book, I remember when I said to my father, uh, I was like 13, 14, that I, I'm going to be an actress. No daughter of mine is going to be going out to Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, boy. Sodom and Gomorrah. You know the line. Sodom yes. and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, right. So you're living in what a lot of certainly traditional Christian people see yeah. Hollywood as the land of everything but following the path of, of your faith. How, how, how do you make it out there? <laughs> well, you make it by being true to yourself. Mm -hmm. and like my literally for your, for your first job. I mean, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt. Okay. For your first job. Uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith, yeah. you say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yeah. off, yeah. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. And what happened was, it was. Weren't you scared to say that? Yeah, I was scared. It didn't. It wasn't intentional. Like you, it wasn't intentional. It wasn't intentional. But I'm there in the interview. Yes. And God starts to literally. It feels like He's speaking to me, you know, because she. Everything goes great. I feel like, okay, yeah, I got this in the bag. You know, how you just go in and you, you yeah, land. Hey, it's that. all good. But at the end of the interview, it was like God was saying, "Tell her about the Sabbath," and I'm like. No, I'll tell her after I get the internship. Yeah. After, I get, the <laughs> after job, I get what I want. I'll tell them. Right. Yeah. But he said, no, be obedient. And so I said, man, all right, well, here's the thing. I can't take this internship if I have to work Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown because I observe the Sabbath. And she was quiet. And then after a moment, she said, don't worry, work around that. And I said, hallelujah. And what it did was wow. it gave me confidence that if I embrace who I am, wow. it will open doors, not shut them. Also, that's really big. Hold that a moment. Pause. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> okay, good. Go ahead. thinking about doors, right? Yeah. If your faith won't fit in the door that opens, yeah. then I argue do not walk through that door. The door that God Whoa, has opened boy, for you moment. will fit your faith. That's a, such a tweet, tweet. I have to take a break. <laughs> I, have to, I have to take a break and tweet that myself. All right. Okay, we'll be right back. All right. For a big thing up here on the fan one thing, this Sabbath day is very important, important because all the six anointed camps on the fan one thing open up the doors because one thing about it, this is Yahweh's business. 
and you have to lead by example on the Sabbath day. Got it? Good. All right. We see Mother D of Israel say, I'm ready. Hey, see, I'm ready to do my part. That's a great thing there, Mother D of Israel. And what you go through brings what's already in you out. Okay. So what path or religion are you mm-hmm. in your pursuit of for your first job uh, working as an intern with yeah. Will Smith? Yes. You say to them, yeah. look, I have to have the Sabbath yes. off, yes. which may I just confess that I learned in my first meeting with Devon, all these years I thought the Sabbath was Sunday. Yeah. I've been going to church. We say worship on the Sabbath, worship on the Sabbath in the Baptist church. And you corrected me. You said, no, Sunday is the first day of the week. Yeah. Sabbath is Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. That's right. That's I right. stand corrected. <laughs> Amen. So you go to your first job yeah. with Will Smith yes. and say, look, I'm really excited to be here, but well, I have to have Friday. Friday night sundown, Saturday night sundown off. All right. And, this is, and guess what? This is the early part, the beginning of the Sabbath day. Y'all probably be with y'all on the international side. We're going to get something going on. We got Mother D up Israel, one of the mothers out of Camp Orange, you see? Because I came too far still. I, I, I got to push my part all the way in, and that's a great thing. And, and the whole thing about it, Mother, is lead by example. That's the game saying. That's the legacy. Lead this thing by example. And Yahweh going to definitely have you a seat in the kingdom with all the other big dignitaries. So we're going to, um, top part of seven, they're going to bring our mother in and see if she's ready on that microphone. Because remember one thing, y'all, you all see you're always ready. But like I said again, come on, when, when you're dealing with Yahweh's words, it can be your last. And we got to, and by rushing time to get to get Yahweh's business with that for a senior citizen class to get to do this class. We had a lot of questions on the table, and that was a great thing. I'm going to talk about a whole lot of things. So we're going to bring our mother in, and she's going to help uh, do her part of the stage job. So when you meet one of the mothers out of Camp One, Mother D. F. Israel, you say, with a wild boy, hey, Mother D. F. Israel, Yahweh D. right. Yaqwah be with you, Sir Israel of C1. Hallelujah, Yaqwah. Well, that's what I just said, Mother. I, I mean, you can't say the same thing I said. I said. Well, I didn't hear what you said. Yaqwah be with you, Sir Israel. Okay, well, you ain't got to give me no comeback. Mother D of Israel. Yaqwah be with you, Sir Israel. Yaqwah bless you, Sir Israel. Of C. Raw. Hallelujah. All right. There you go, Mother. There you go. All right. So, Mother, we're going to get something going on. I want to say something, Sia, before you you, uh, go too far. Uh, I think you you can see a a, a 630 number on there. That's, if you can see, where well, it started with a 630. Can you see that on there? Not yet. Huh? Not yet. Oh, well, if you do, then that's a bit. Okay, not not yet. Well, okay. Uh, in the point, but not yet. Okay, my PS630, 
I know that Sister A did feet don't get good. But yeah. I you don't feel how red now. All right, top five of seven. Uh-huh. Let's get something going on. Oh, we're going to get something going on. Got a lot of demos on the table. I was speaking to, um, I was in this um, meeting with the, with the CTA bus driver today, Big Jacob Jerry, and, and one uh, a question came up about, about the yellow hair that the women wear. And I tell, I tell you what I do, I want to talk about the, the hair that the women wear until we get on the broadcast. So I told her, Big dignitaries at, at um, the CTA that I talk about, excuse the Bible say about women or men putting yellow in their beard or in their hair. But we'll talk about it on national radio broadcast. We'll do that. So, Mother, let's get something going on, and we're going to talk about that and a whole lot of things on top part of Saturday. Remember, all the locations open. is ready to go from South Carolina. All of Chicago, Springfield in the middle, Detroit is in the middle, and Tanker Key is in the is in there, and also Baltimore, Maryland. So remember one thing: all six locations is ready. And remember one thing: Oprah made it plain. She didn't know about being a Baptist that the Sabbath day was sundown Friday to sundown Saturday, but now she knows. And remember one thing. When you know when the Sabbath day is, hey, mother, I got to put up one verse, then we'll go from Luke 12, 12. When you know when the Sabbath day is, when you know that you're doing something contrary to the Bible, once you know, what do Yahweh say about that St. John 9, 41, mother? Hey, mother, DF Israel, what do we say about that? And we suppose that sooner or later have a a big dignitary from the northern kingdom. She said, Sis, I'm planning on getting on that hollerhead microphone real soon, too. So we don't know when she's ready, but whenever she's ready from the northern kingdom, hollerhead microphone, you're more than welcome. Because, like I said again, it's all about doing one thing, unlocking the minds of the 12 tribes of Israel. But you got to know who 12 tribes of Israel is today. You must know who they are today. The 12 tribes of Israel, they scout. You must know who they are today, and we're going to touch on that too. But right now, I need one verse, Mother, on those that understand that the Sabbath day is sundown Friday and sundown Saturday. You know this is the day that the Almighty made. Now, you know it. Let's see what he got written in St. John 9, 41, if you know it already. What is it, Mother? St. John chapter 9, verse 41. Yahweh the Son said unto them, If you were blind, you should have no sin. But now you say, We see, therefore your sins remain. So when you know the Sabbath day is sundown Friday, sundown Saturday, you know it. But you chose to fill the sideline and you don't get in where you've been in there. Guess what? Your sins are mad. Now, in First John 3, verse 4, what is the Bible definition of sin? Let's, let's see what the Bible says. It is the 
biblical definition of sin according to our Bible. First John three verse four. What does it say? Okay. First John chapter three verse four. First John chapter three verse four reads Whosoever commits sin transgress also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. Sin is the breaking of the Almighty Yahweh's law, statutes, and commandments. So when you say, well, I, yeah, I know the Sabbath day start when, when the sun goes down on Friday, the sun goes down on Saturday. And I know that Yahweh the Son walked 70 miles to keep the Sabbath day, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. I know he did, and I'm a follower of him. But why you don't do it? Well, because it's too cold. Yahweh the sun the one made cold. Well, it was too hot. Yahweh the sun is made hot. I didn't have a way. The bus is one. They get you there. Don't let you want you want understand that you was created if you are bloodline toward the tribes of Israel. You was created to keep the Sabbath day. Sundown Friday, sundown Saturday, and Leviticus 23 and keep all the history of days. Not the world, Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, and New Year. Nope. Hey, Mommy, I'm Mount of Israel. What is it saying? Luke chapter 12, verse 12, what is it say? Luke chapter 12. Verse 12 reads, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. Excellent. See, the righteous spirit will teach you. You know, I've been asked, well, Phil, why don't you put a title on your lesson? How can I put a title on a lesson and I don't know what the righteous spirit is going to say? See, do you know in, the, in, a, in a book called Habakkuk, chapter 3, a hey, month? Let's read Habakkuk, chapter 3, 1, 2, and 3. Let's see what it says in Habakkuk, chapter 3, verse 1, 2, and 3. See, we're not being pumping. We're just telling you right now. We don't know what we're going to teach them. But I'll tell you one thing. We're going to edify the mind in some just things of the But we don't know what either going to be, but we don't know what we're going to teach y'all. These are case in part in the best of chapter 3, verse 1, 2, and 3. What it says, Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Uh, well, hold him up. Hold on. Make that Haggai. Make that the book of Haggai, chapter 3. Okay, well, let's go see a look first. Let me see first. We want Book of Haggai. Let's see. That was the one we want Haggai. On Haggai chapter. What we want? See what we want. See right now. See he's judging already. He's judging already. He's judging right now already. Make that, like we said, a better. Make that a better. 
chapter 2, verse 1, 2, and 3. That we from Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1, 2, and 3. Now we want Mother Dear of Israel. Habakkuk 2, 1, 2, and 3. You're on the clock. Take your time. Come on. He says, Habakkuk chapter 2. Yeah, 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, make, make a note of it, Mother. Okay. Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Mm-hmm. Verse 1. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer. When I am reproved, verse 2, and Yahweh answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it, verse 3, for the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Uh, now, that, now, hey, mother, hey, mother, that's the big verse you just read. So he told the seer to write the vision and make it plain. And what I'm getting ready to tell you, it's not in your days. It's for the end time. What you do, you make it plain. He says, in verse 3, for the vision is yet for a appointed time. But at the end, it shall speak. So now, it's speaking now. It's speaking to the six anointed camps called Voices of the True Israelite. We're speaking what's called the closing of this age. So when we turn you right now, we know you pay those seal no never mind, and the six anointed camps don't never mind. I'll tell you one thing, we're we going to make it plain to you, up for you to make a make adjustment according to Scripture. Now, I was at this uh, meeting with the CTA big dignitaries. The question they asked about, about blonde hair on their head. And I said what I do, I, t- I make a note of it. And what I do, I talk about it once we're on the airwaves. I see what the Bible tells us about what people that if they got blonde in their hair, what he thinks about the specific people. See, some, you know, but of specific people, that's why you got to know who you are. Let's see what the Bible says in Leviticus 13, verse 1, mother. Let's see who he's talking to about if they got blonde um, yellow hair, yellow streaks of hair in their head. What do the Bible say about it according to Leviticus 13, verse 1? What does it say, Mother, in 13, 1? Leviticus chapter 13, verse 1. And Yahweh spake unto Moses and Aaron, saying, verse 2, mm-hmm. when a man... Shall have uh, in, 
some of this hair they got over in India, cutting their hair off and got they got a whole pack of now. Over there in China and India. What they do, they had the women, men too, cut your hair off and um, drop it off in some yellow paint. See? Then they, who can buy this? Oh, you know the one that don't, the one that, that don't know who they are, they're going to be lined up to buy this thing. So quicker they can grow their hair in India and China and get their hair cut off and drop it off in the yellow paint, guess what? They got a job for the rest of their life. But you know who's going who gonna, who gonna to buy every piece of long string of hair they can get their hand on? The children of the book. African-American Negro. That's what he's going to do. African-American Negro and color. He's going to buy every piece of yellow hair and get his hand on it. But what he said again about that yellow hair in verse 30 again, mother. Take your time now, mother. We own something. So I told her, the big digging period in CTA, we'll talk about it in scripture. Verse 30 again, come on. Leviticus 13, 30. Then the priest shall see the plague, and behold, if it be in sight deeper than the skin, and there be in it a yellow thin hair, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a dry scalp, even a leopard. Leadership will, when you watch your grandbabies come in and they don't got some money from your grandma, and what you going to buy this money? I'm going to buy me some that yellow thin hair. And you just got to say, when is that baby? Why do you want to go buy some yellow uh, thin hair? And I'm in leadership. If I look upon you to see what uh, yellow thin hair and mixed into your hair, you are clean. And then I would read verse 30, mother. Hey, mother, if the children of Israel got yellow thin hair, it's, do verse 30 say they unclean, mother? Yeah. Hallelujah, what? Not yeah. Hallelujah, what? Hallelujah, mother. So now we clear that's a hallelujah, what? Now let's get down to verse 32, mother. Let's see him saying verse 32. Verse 32. And in the seventh day, the priest shall look on the plague. And behold, if the scalp spread not, and there be in it no yellow hair, and the, and the scalp be not in sight, deeper than the skin. Mm-hmm. So he's saying now, now the priest come back, look on you in seven old days, and seeing you ain't make, you don't make, you don't, you don't, you don't heard the word. And what happened in 34 then, Moses? Let's see what happened in 34. Now, you've been told, now, now, you've been told that the yellow hair, if you got in your head, you are clean. You've been told. Now, he said, I'm going to come back and check you out in, in seven days. What do you say in verse 34? Leviticus 13, 34. And in the seventh day, 
the priest shall look on the scalp, and behold, if the scalp be not spread in the skin, nor be in sight deeper than the hair, I mean, than the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him clean, and he shall be washed his clothes and be clean. Yeah. So we come back and we'll get you seven, seven days later, and you made a adjustment to get that, get them all, you know, because you, you watch how they put that, that stuff in their head now, boy. They, they, they turn you up. They do all kinds of things for you. They put that on thorn, needle thread, and everything on you. They be trying to throw that thing down and do everything. So now, after you untold the children of Israel, and then they make a adjustment to it with the yellow hair on their head. Make a adjustment seven days. You said, you, you clean. Oh, but if you all next time, one of the big dignitaries told me today, I mean, eyeball to eyeball, they listening right now. Well, fear, I'm just going to be unclean because I love using the other half. Okay, well, all I can do, like Jeremiah do, just take these, my handkerchiefs I got in my back pocket. I just wipe my eyes. Because what it is, the bottom line is, when you know your bloodline is right, you put that stuff in your head, you're unclean. But if you decide not to do it, because look what he said, hey, Mo, put them off there, Mo. Now, have one of them grandbabies bring you a marker. And look what he says in 317 to 21 of Ezekiel. Come right back, Mo. We got plenty of time. Let's right back and enjoy this Sabbath day by looking at Ezekiel the Spear and 317 down to verse 21. Let's see what we're told to Ezekiel chapter 3. Verse 17 to 21. Write it down first, Mark. Then you can read your verses. Then take your time and take a deep breath in. Deliver the knockout of Romans 3, verse 17 to 21. Come on. Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 17 to 21. And verse 17. Son of man, I have made you a watchman unto the family of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth and give them warning from me. Verse 18, when I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. The same wicked man shall die in his sins, but his blood will I require at thine hand. 19. Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his sins, but thou hast delivered your soul. Verse 20. Again, when a righteous man do turn from his righteousness and commit sin, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die because thou hast not given him warning. He shall die 
and his sin and his righteousness, which he has done, shall not be remembered, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Verse 21. Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man that the righteous sin not, and he doeth not sin, he shall surely live, because he is warned. Also, thou hast delivered your soul. Give mm-hmm. me a precept on that, Mother. So, so, so leadership, Mother, have to know the scriptures of the Bible, and you got to know who you are. So if you see one, one, uh, anybody of the congregation sitting on a camp, anybody you come in contact with, you know, brushing they, they blonde hair that's weeded in, in their head, you got to tell them, uh, you're upon a curse with that blonde hair and that weed stuff in your hair. You're upon a curse. Oh, well, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to fight with you. I just want to let you know. But it's my job to let you know this. And I look at the latter day saints that where is it? It's your job to let them know that. Um Mother, put them, put them, come back there again, mother. Let's take care of the latter day saints out of Utah. And it's our job to tell you if you don't line with if you don't line with the Bible. It's our job. We can't. We cannot sit on the sidelines. Let's go to Leviticus chapter five. Brother. Put them on. They're coming back there in a minute. We'll take our time and we're gonna dress the latter day saints out of Utah. Where is it? Where is it your job to tell them that they up on the curse? Okay. Well, let's see. Can we find out where that is? Uh, go to Leviticus. And we're looking at the chapter 5, verse 1 and 17. But before you read 1 and 17, read 4 1 first. Read uh, 4 1 and 2. Read 4, verse 1 and 2. Let's see who he's addressing first. Leviticus chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. You said Leviticus chapter Third 4. Look in the Bible. Mm-hmm. About 4, verse 1 and 2. Let's, let's, let's get it out of Leviticus uh, 4, mother. Let's find out who is he talking to in verse 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Leviticus. Now, now okay. doing later on his network, it's going to be uh, a big digging there from Northern Kingdom. You know, I've got a message saying, well, see, you know, I'm going to give a do some reading on that broadcast, too. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to do me some powerful reading. Well, Northern Kingdom, whenever you pray and start doing some powerful reading, just let us know. When we heard you in the bullpen, and and you can speak the Spanish language, and O-Bible language, and all that. And that's a great thing. So remember, the harvest is pretty, but the labor is true. So whenever you are ready to come on this broadcast and read in English and read in Spanish and help the northern kingdom out to understand what this Bible is saying, guess what? 
blessings from the Almighty. And Yahweh put that spirit on you to do so. And we welcome you because the harvest is plenty, plentiful, but the labor is fruit. But we know his words on sand. So, Northern Kings, on the 10 Northern Tribes, are you ready to come on the broadcast and holler in that microphone and, and talk to Judge Ed Yahweh in English and Spanish and whatever other language? You're more than welcome. Because the harvest is plenty, but the labels is free. And that's got why I put that spin on you to say what you is getting ready to do in this ministry to help this ministry go forward. I appreciate that. No doubt about it. 4 1 and 2 and say, Leviticus 4 1 and 2 and say. Leviticus chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Verse 1, and Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, verse 2, speak unto the children of Israel, saying, if a soul shall sin through ignorance again against any of the commandments of Yahweh concerning things which ought not to be done, and shall do again against any of them. So now, so you see, now Yahweh said to Moses, now Moses was the, was the Yahweh of that time, and Aaron was the seer, and all the big dignitaries was the one to go to the 12 tribes. He said, now, if they sin, and they don't know about it, then I can't hold them accountable because they don't know. See, a lot of things we don't know because we've been taught by the enemy, but we don't know that we've been taught by the enemy. And that's why I'm going to take care of it. See, if the enemy have taught you, how do you expect for him to rule you if he don't taught you right? The enemy can't teach you right because then you, if he teach you right, then I mess him up. So he got to always throw off. Sprinkle in there. Tell you that it's okay to put yellow in your hair. No one that puts you upon the curse. But but who wants upon the curse? The children of Israel. Now if leadership don't say nothing about the person who got yellow in the hair, you, you don't say nothing to them. Let's find out what he say behind that. Read verse thirteen. But suppose you now well, you know, uh, that's my my co worker and that's my auntie. And I just, uh, I ain't just ain't gonna say nothing because I, you know, I'm gonna let them keep on walking around that yellow hair on their head. No, they are a member of the 12 tribes of Israel. I'm just gonna keep the peace. Okay, we got written on that. Verse 13. Leviticus chapter 4, verse 13. And if the whole congregation of Israel sin through ignorance, and the thing be hid from the eyes of the assembly, and they have done somewhat against any of the commandments of Yahweh concerning things which should not be done and are guilty. Mm. Okay. Well, they will be what, mother? But the last one, they're going to be mother? I can't hear you. The last, verse, 
what does the last word say? They will be one mother. Shall not be done. They'll be guilt. They'll be guilt. Last word, they'll be guilt. Simple as that. Everybody knows what that word means, you guilt. So if the whole congregation turn a, uh, an eye on something that's contrary, in leadership or out of leadership, you guilt. That's what he just said. Guilt. Verse 22. Leviticus chapter 4, verse 22. When a ruler has sinned and done somewhat through ignorance against any of the commandments of Yahweh, his Yahweh, concerning things which should not be done and is guilty, and is guilty. So it makes no difference. Was fear the elder mothers, the elder men, the sisters, the brothers that understand the truth? If you sin against any of the laws, statutes, commandments, you guilty. It don't make no difference. The time you got in, where well, I've been doing it for 40, 50 years, so what? You still guilty. Now, go to the fifth chapter. 1 and 17. Now we're going to get the fifth chapter. I'm going to lay the foundation. So it may not different. It might be your old seer. If your old seer going to break the law, statutes, commandments, he guilty. Huh? So, Yahweh say, I don't care if you, Moses, or Aaron, or your son. If you breaking the law, statutes, commandments, you are in his eyes Guilty. You got it? Good. Now, what it says in the fifth chapter, verse 1 and 17. What is that, that Mother D up there, Dre? You're holding on pretty good now, Mother. I, I think you kind of get Levit- warmed up a little bit. Just pull a little audio Levit- in your and come on. Leviticus, chapter 5, verse 1 and 17. Verse 1. And if a soul sin and hear the voice of swearing, and is a witness, whether he has seen or know of it. If he do not utter it, then he shall bear his sin. Verse 17, And if a soul sin and commits any of those things which are forbidden to be done by the commandments of Yahweh. Though he wished it not, yet is he guilty and shall bear his sin. Now, what he said then, if you know a person's sin against the law of that you command, and you don't say nothing about it, you want to hold your peace. Well, I ain't got nothing to do with it. Guess what? You just as guilty as they are, especially if you in any part of leadership. If you sit on the sidelines and do not say nothing, you just as guilty as they are for what they did. So when you pay a, a blind eye to it, because that's your grandbaby, that's your co 
you don't tell them what does says Yahweh say, guess what? You're going to bear their sin because you had a chance to help them and you chose not to because you stayed in the flesh of your being ignorant. And Yahweh saying it like this, you guilty. Don't say nothing. Don't tell them when your, your co-worker or your auntie or your boss walk around with yelling his hair and if they are of the 12 tribes of Israel. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. They breaking the Sabbath day. Sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. Don't say nothing. Guess what? You just as guilty as they are. Hey, mother, back up to that fourth chapter and read verse 27. I left off one, I left off one verse in verse 27, mother. What it says in 427 of Leviticus? Leviticus chapter 4, verse 27. And if any one of the common people sin through ignorance, why he done somewhat against any of the commandments of Yahweh concerning things which ought not to be done and be guilty. Who the common people is? The regular person. There's not in you, you know it. You know it. You don't have no position now because y'all don't understand something. Uh, the reason position is according to Yahweh's 12, 18 to 21. Uh, first Corinthians, take your time, write it down. First Corinthians 12. 12. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18 out of verse 21. See, well, I ain't got no position. So I ain't, I ain't got no position. Well, then he got some reading on that. First Corinthians 12, 18 out of verse 21 and 25. First Corinthians 12, 18 to 21 and 25. He got some reading on that. Let's talk about it, mother. Come on. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 18 and 21, and verse 25. Verse 18. But now has Yahweh set the members, every one of them, in the body, as it has pleased him. 19. And if they were all one member, where were the body? 20. But now are they many members, yet one body. 21. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Verse 25. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. Excellent. I would actually read that, Mother Deb, Israel. And like I said earlier, I'm waiting on this big digging here that can speak all them, all these languages. So I got the message. But, um, I'm coming to this broadcast 
I'm from the northern kingdom. Speak all, I can speak Spanish, I can speak English, the king's language, and the language of Spanish. Okay, that's good. But one thing about it, y'all, I put that spirit in. And uh, if that is, and remember one thing, um, he got some written in Numbers 30, verse 1 and 2. Hey, Mo, what do you got written in Numbers 30, verse 1 and 2? Well, see, this one say in Numbers 30, verse 1 and 2. What do you say, Mo? Numbers what? 30, verse 1 30. and 2. Verse 1 and 2. Okay. Numbers chapter 30, verse 1 and 2. And Moses spake unto the heads of the tribe concerning the children of Israel, saying, this is the thing which Yahweh has commanded. Verse 2. If a man vow a vow unto Yahweh or swear an oath to bind his soul with a bond, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceedeth out of his mouth. So when you bow the vow to say, well, I'm, I'm going to get in where I fit in at. I'm going to hop in that microphone like um, Isaiah 58, verse 1. Are, are you going to be a 58, verse 1 when you hop in that microphone, Northern Kingdom? Are you going to be an Isaiah 58, verse 1? Let's see. Now, remember, come on this broadcast, Northern Kingdom. You gotta be a you gotta be a Isaiah fifty eight verse one. Let's see what it says. Mother Jimmy read exactly how you got to operate so now. Right. Check yourself out now, folks. You got the Bible that you have made. But remember when you come on the broadcast, you have to be a Isaiah fifty eight verse one. What is that up? An Isaiah fifty eight verse one. Isaiah. Chapter 58, verse 1. Cry loud, cry not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet and show my people their sins and the family of Israel their sins. So you can't read like no mouth. Like you read and you talk to about two years ago and five years ago. You got to read with some energy. You got to raise your voice up like a trumpet. That's when you deal with the Bible. You might speak real low and common, but when trying to read this Bible, you got to raise your voice up like a trumpet. And not only that, guess what else you got to put some audio to in 1 Kings chapter 8, 55, 56. Let's, let's see what else you got to do. It's still like you got to do it. Now, we're giving you part two. So we welcome those that feel that they stress on this broadcast, get in where they fit in at, and we love to hear about speak more than one language. We got people all over the world who are listening, and they might want to hear a person and 
come from the Latin. The Latin one put that tongue in you. So we'll talk about that maybe a little later too. But understand something. It's good to get in where you fit in at. No doubt about it. So now in first Kings chapter eight, fifty five, fifty six, mother. So we gotta make sure we understand these things when you're dealing with the Almighty's word. Solomon is the wisest man in the world. He, and he he had some, he was looking at all twelve tribes of Israel in First Kings chapter eight. And what did he say in verse fifty five, fifty six, mother? First Kings chapter eight. Verses 55 and verse 56. Verse 55. And he stood and blessed all the congregation of Israel with a loud voice saying, 56, Blessed be Yahweh that has given rest unto his people Israel according to all that he promised. There has not failed one word of all his good promises, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. So, Solomon, the head man, he blessed all the congregation of Israel with a loud voice saying, Blessed be Yahweh. So when the name Yahweh comes in your throat, you got to raise your voice a little bit. That name will be exalted. Yahweh. That's where he goes to. So did. Blessed be the four-letter man. Y-H-W-H. Until his people, Israel. So you see, his people is Israel. So Israel got to know. When you, when you say the name Y-H-W-H, you raise your voice up even louder. Verse 61. First, um, yeah, First King, chapter eight, verse sixty-one. Let your mind, therefore, be perfect with Yahweh, our Yahweh, to walk in His statutes and to keep His commandments, His law, as at this day. Hmm? And He talked to all Israel. All Israel, 12 tribes of Israel. That's what he's talking to. He said, I watch yourself, Israel. Once the leadership has shown you what the way to go, it's up to you to apply it now. So when it comes down to his name, your voice even get higher. It get higher when it comes down to his name. And you got to really exalt the name of Yahweh. See, you got to exalt that name. He loves to hear you exalt his name. Let's get back to Moses. You got enough of that. Now, I'm going to tell you a lot of day saints, probably you all, committee boards. So let's get on back to what we did in Leviticus. Now, let's read verse 1136. Let's get back to the big dignitary at the CTA. So we said we're going to touch on that and see what the Bible says. Now, you see, if you're guilty, if you don't sit down the body, if you see one of your grandbabies walking around with uh, out. They went out and bought them some yellow ass and put it in their head. You don't say nothing. You just you just as unclean and guilty as they are. Yeah. See? That's it in leadership. 
So Leviticus chapter 13, verse 36 says what? What is there in Leviticus 13, verse 36? Leviticus 13, verse 36. Yep, that's what you wrote down, right? Yeah. All right. Hallelujah. Leviticus chapter 13, verse 36. Then the priest shall look on him, and behold, if the scab be spread in the skin, the priest shall not seek for yellow hair. He is unclean. And now, what do you mean by that? Now, you don't really, I mean, you don't really put the yellow hair on your head. You used to have a couple of strings going around with your black. Now you don't mess around and got, your, and got the whole, the whole wig full of uh, yellow hair. Call it day, blonde hair. He said, you are unclean. I don't care how much you brush that hair and back your eyes. A part of verse 36. I don't care. You got the whole goggle of blonde hair like Beyonce got. Beyonce unclean. You know, I was looking at a picture of Beyonce even before she got a, a hold of all that money. You know, Beyonce was darker than what she was. You go pull up Beyonce before she got her hand and all that long money. And you see, but Beyonce was darker than what she had. She had more melanin on the outside showing. But now you look at Beyonce, now she's high yellow. I wonder how that happened. What did she do? Huh? Same thing that everybody else do. They bleached themselves until they um, bleached back. The ball player standing so paper cut. This brother was darker than midnight to his career was over. And all of a sudden, look at him now, it's like he just um, took a bath in yellow. He don't take a bath in yellow. He don't take a bath in yellow. You look at him now, he, and, you know, it's like Michael Jackson. His nose wasn't made the way he left his world in the ground. He had a nose like an Israelite nose. That's why we come, listen, shouldn't be a We got to identify according to the Bible what you look like and what you got for us tonight. You got a lot of people say the children of Israel is look like Middle Eastern. No, that's not true. We don't see what the Bible says the children of Israel compared to. We're going to find out who they compare to according to the Bible. See, remember, if your enemy untaught you, how can your enemy teach you right? Knowing he, knowing he uh, untaught you belong to you. He got to make you think you left in her. See? Don't know cub, no gorilla. Take his cub to the polar bear. To be trained. They don't do it. But guess what you do? You take your offspring to everybody look like somebody else to train. 
You know what they're trying you to do? To hate yourself and hate your people. You know why? You go put blood in your hair. That means that the way the man made you, he didn't make me right. So I, I can make myself look better with blonde in my hair. Because I, I want to be like Marilyn Monroe. Okay, good. But what do we say about that again in verse 36 by looking like Marilyn Monroe? Huh? What does it say again, Mother Leviticus 13, verse 36? What does it say again by looking like Marilyn Monroe? Leviticus 13, verse 36. Then a priest shall look on him, and behold, if the scab be spread in the skin, the priest shall not seek for yellow hair. He is unclean. So, Mark, do we have a conclusion that if you are an Israelite and you got yellow hair on, what do Yahweh think about you if you are an Israelite, a bloodline Israelite, and you got yellow hair, either braided pieces in your head or the whole thing? According to the Bible, you are what? Mother, ye of Israel. You said a skin. You are clean. So what are you, mother? All I want to know is one thing. According to the Bible. If an Israelite and no even Israelite got yellow hair in his head, whether it's covering the whole thing or streaks of hair, what do the Bible say they are according to verse 36? The last word. Unclean. Bottom line, unclean. Bottom line, unclean. Here's what Now, what do they do about it? Let's see, when they are unclean, how do they supposed to respond when they come around people that do not have the yellow thin hair in their head? What do, how they supposed to respond according to the Bible? Verse 44. Leviticus 13, 44. Leviticus 13, 44. Leviticus 13, 44 reads, He is a leopard man. He is unclean. The priest shall pronounce him utterly unclean. His plague is in his head. So, so leadership will pronounce you what kind of way, mother? And we look and see in anybody that we know, head, that we know they are Israelite descent. According to 44, we both pronounce in what, mother? The last word of 44. What? Unclean. Unclean. Can I get a hallelujah out of that, mother? Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah, Father. Then, Mother, so in verse 45, then how do they both respond to it, Mother, in 45? Let's see how what they supposed to do once you are 
let them know that yellow hair is unclean if you are bloodline Israelite. What are they supposed to do according to the Bible in verse 45? Verse 45. And the leper in whom the plague is, his clothes shall be rent and his head bare, and he shall put a covering upon his upper lip and shall cry, unclean, unclean. You mean when you see a person with yellow hair in their head, it's like the same. They supposed to immediately say, what mother in that last line? Unclean, unclean. You mean that Bible says? Yes. So when they come around you with yellow hair in their head, I don't care if it's got a streak on the left side and the right side. You supposed to tell them, you supposed to, when you come into my presence, you supposed to immediately say, what, mother? Unclean, unclean. Mother, you reading that? Or are you going on emotion? Is you reading that? That was a read. Okay, well, what do verse one, what do thirteen verse one say? What do that read, then, mother? Hey, mother, see a picture. What do thirteen verse one? Leviticus thirteen, verse one. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, and unto Aaron, saying. Who the one is saying that you are unclean, mother? Who really is telling you that you are unclean? According to 14 verse 1. Yahweh spake unto Moses and Aaron. So the one that's really telling you unclean is the one that made you. That's the one telling you unclean. So he told Moses, go tell the children of Israel. He wasn't speaking to the children of Israel. He speak through Moses, the children of Israel. He don't personally meet you nowhere on no Wednesday afternoon on your couch and said Jack to you. You don't work like that. That's no great mystery again. He speak to leadership. He speak to the seer. And now let me validate things. Where you can read that at? Let's see what you can read that at. Um, Amos 3, verse 7. Hey, Mother Dear of Israel, what can we read that at you? Amos 3, verse 7. If you got something to say to mankind, this is how you operate. According to Amos 3, verse 7. Let's see what the Bible says, how he operates. Something to say to mankind. Yesterday and today. You know what it says, Malachi 3, verse 6? He the same day, today, yesterday, and forever. So if you got something to say for you, according to Amos 3, verse 7, According to Amos 3, verse 7, Mother, how do we do it, Mother? Let's talk about it. Amos chapter 3, verse 7. Surely Yahweh will do nothing, but he reveals his secrets unto his servants, the seals. You see that? And how long do the seals supposed to be holding down? According to First Samuel seven fifteen, how long, mother, 
to First Daniel seven fifteen. How long do the seer folks be holding out Yahweh's bidding? How long? According to First Samuel seven fifteen. First Samuel chapter seventeen was seven seven. Chapter seven, verse fifteen. First seven. Seven. First seven. Chapter seven, verse seventeen. Fifteen. And, and his, Fif- huh? Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. First seven, chapter seven, verse fifteen. And Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. So the fear is in trade all the days of his life. So it's, it's nobody, you can't bump the fear out until Yahweh shut him down. So you can't go have a vote and say, well, we, we want another fear. No, it don't work like that. Fear stays with the power of Yahweh as long as he lives. That's another great message. See? The fear stays in power with Yahweh. He's going to get the message first before you get it. All the days of his life. Now we're going to precept that mother in Acts chapter 3, verse 18, down to verse 20, 18 and 21. We're going to precept that because you got to know these things. Because sooner or later, you're going to come grips with saying, Listen, I didn't talk wrong. I didn't talk about the enemy. They, they told me, and children of Israel, uh, they told me about children of Israel, they look like uh, Middle Eastern people. They look like they uh more high brown looking. No, that's not true. Which children of Israel look like Charlotte, according to the Bible. See, remember, your enemy has showed you that. And long as you transgressing against the truth of the Bible, you will never be able to see the truth. Because you know what you're doing? You transgressing against the truth because you got license from Moody Bible Institution or one at Yale. You got license from them. They'll be free. They'll mess you up. But we come to straighten you up. According to 69 verse 4 of Psalms, it said we come to restore back to you what we've taken out away. See, we are lost the knowledge of self. The children of Israel have one base look. Many shades of dark brown. That's what they look like. Many shades of dark brown. That's what they look like. And we'll prove a little bit later. We got plenty of time. Mother, mother, mother getting an early tea. She, she going to fill crank up a little bit more. And I like that. So now, uh, let's get ready to read, Mother. You said um, Acts chapter 3, verse 18. And 21. And 21. What do we say in Acts 3, 18 and 21? What do you say, Mother? Acts, Acts chapter 3, verse 18 and 21. Verse 18. 
But those things which Yahweh beforehand showed by the mouth of all his fears that Yahweh the Son should suffer, he has so fulfilled. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Yes. Twenty-one. Whom the heavens must receive until the time of restitution of all things, which Yahweh has spoken by the mouth of all his righteous seers since the world began. So, we come to the conclusion, Mother, that when Yahweh had something to say, he spoke by all his righteous fear since the world began. So that's, that's the conclusion, how he spoke. So you know, you got a lot of people saying, well, he spoke to me. Well, yeah, but not according to the Bible. That's how he operates. Now let's get a couple more on that. Let's read Luke chapter 1, verse 7. Let's see you the Bible support that you got a special message coming from him. Let's see the Bible support it. Let's see what another seer says in 1 verse 70 of the book of Luke. Let's see what 1 verse 70 says. What do we say? Luke chapter 1 verse 70. As yep, he spake, as he spake by the mouth of his righteous seal, which have been since the world began. You see that? So that's how you say he spoke now. You, you, you're trying to say he's a lie. Yeah, we're not going to read Titus 1 verse 2 to tell you in hope of eternal life. He's not lying. I told you he spoke by the mouth of all his righteous seers since the world began. Why don't you just believe that? Why don't you just believe that? Why don't you believe the Bible? Why do you carry the Bible, Bible around and you want to believe the Bible? Now, John was in prison. John was in prison according to Revelation chapter 1. The angel came and told him something. He said, you on the Isle of Southmost and you in prison. So I tell you what I, I want you to put down in writing. But ain't nobody going to read it. But Yahweh's voice is going to do this right. Let's see what it says we can read, Mother, in 10 verse 7 of Revelation. What do we say in 10 verse 7? Revelation chapter 10, verse 7. Uh-huh. But in the days of the voices, the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of Yahweh should be finished as he has declared to his servants, the seers. So, Mother, according to end time prophecy, and John put his pen down in 96 AD, 117 to 19, we now read, or 41. He declared his secrets and his all the things that need to be known to help you today, according to 10 verse 7, who did he get that information to, Mother? 
according to 10, verse 7. The seers. That's simple enough. Yeah. That's simple enough. So that's simple enough. You can say all you can say all you want about he had a fancy message coming from me, but you gotta go in the Bible and find. Find in the Bible we got a fancy message to you. It don't work like that. And, and guess what? We're going to read another prophecy, and you tell me what you get out of this. In the book of Hosea, 12, verse 10. Let's see what it says in Hosea. This is another fear. He's going to tell Hosea. Then we always told fear whatever they need to know to help them with a problem with this. Let's see what he says in 12, verse 10 that we can read. And it's based upon one thing. Who looks ministry that he got his eyes on? Oh, boy, I got a ministry, and they got a ministry, they got a ministry. But we're going to find out in the Bible who got the ministry that Yahweh is looking on. We're going to find out by another fear and 12 verse 10. Let's see who got the ministry that Yahweh looked at first. Hosea 12, verse 10. Let's talk about it, Mother. Hosea chapter 12, verse 10. I have also spoken by the seer, and I have multiplied visions and used similitudes by the ministry of the seer. So, Mark, what ministry do the Almighty look on? What ministry, according to verse 10, who got the only ministry that Yahweh looks on? According to verse 10, who ministry? Look at it again, Mark. Look at it real careful. Who got the ministry according to 12 verse 10? Huh? It's the last two words in verse number 12 verse 10. Who got the ministry? It's right there written. The last two words. Who said The seers. No. What do the Bible say? We want to read what the Bible say. Who got the ministry that y'all thought going to look on? Read, read the whole verse again, mother. And just you tell me after you get through reading, what ministry that the Almighty looks on according to 12 verse 10? Hosea 13 verse 12. I have also spoken by the seers, and I have multiplied visions and used similitudes by the ministry. Of the seers. By the ministry of the who? Seers. So who got the ministry according to the Bible? What ministry do Yahweh look on? According to verse 10. Seers. The ministry of the seers. 
That's who got the ministry. So they, they go your ministry. So who is the head of the ministry of Yahweh? The Spirit. And then he's going to make a statement in verse 13. So all you big dignitaries, this is just verse 13. Now, mother going to pull a rabbit out of the head in verse 13. She's going to let you know all these big dignitaries got all these big old mega mega churches and everything else. He's going to let you know something in verse 13. Out of fear. Let's see can mother pull it out in grand style. Verse 13, mother. Hosea 13, 13, and by the, by a seer, Yahweh brought Israel out of Egypt, and by a seer was he preserved. So if you're going to be delivered today, you're going to be all. Uh, Delivered today by by how many seers according to Hosea twelve verse thirteen. How many how many how many seers is gonna get you to the kingdom according to twelve verse thirteen? Look at it real carefully, mother, and tell me how many. Because they might say, Well, you ain't the only one but according to where you got to get to, according to the 12th chapter, verse 13. Let's see what the Bible says in 12, 13. Let's see again, 12, 13. And by a seal, Yahweh brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a seal, was he preserved? Mm-hmm. So, how many seers led the children of Israel out of Egypt, slavery? Mother? How many? How many? How many seers did One. 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 And what it says in Malachi three verse six, mother. So what it says in Malachi three verse six. What do we say in Malachi 3, verse 6? Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. For I am Yahweh, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Israel are not Consume. So, you know what I'm saying? If you don't know what Yahweh is doing today, you look back at yesterday. You don't know what Yahweh is doing today, look back at yesterday. Now, we're going to precept that to Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 and 9. Because all you have to pick up your Bible. And Hebrews 13, verse 8 and 9. So if you don't know what he's doing today, you look back at yesterday. You don't look out of the Bible and find out what he's doing today. You look back in the Bible to know what he's doing today. Now the sun was on the clock. 
13 chapter, verse 8 and 9 of Hebrews. Listen to what he said by the mouth of Paul as the greatest typical of the southern king. Paul is from Nimrod. Paul was raised from the womb in Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. To deliver this knockout blow right here in the 13th chapter, verse 8 and 9. And what he said that Mother D of Israel, Hebrews 13, 8 and 9. What did he say, Mother? Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 and 9. Verse 8. Yahweh the Son, the same yesterday and today and forever. Verse 9. Be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines, teaching. For it is a good thing that the mind be established with grace, not with meat which have no profit. Them yeah. that have been occupied therein. Read two lines. Read two lines, mother. That verse nine again. What did Paul tell the children of Israel? Don't be what? According to verse nine, what did he say? Be not, be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines, teaching. For it is a good thing that the mind be established. With grace. You see that? You said, don't be, be carried away with that strange doctrine. That means you can't go in the Bible and find out anything in the Bible. Why you, would you leave the Bible? If you leave the Bible, that's strange doctrine. See? Matter of fact, Paul went to Northern Kingdom in Ephesians chapter 4. 13 and 14, he said something else. Let me tell you something. Listen to me real careful. You've been fought by your enemy. The enemy has made many books that's outside of the Bible. And that's the reason why you don't know that the children of Israel had one base of look, of color. Now, if you had a detective agency, and you say, well, I want to find a member of the children of Israel. And he'll say, okay, well, give me some kind of descriptions on them, you know, description on them. The Bible will give you a description of the children of Israel, of the whole 12 tribes, what they look like. You know the Bible tells you they look like? Why don't you believe the Bible, what the children of Israel look like? Why would you let somebody that has taught you wrong tell you what the children of Israel look like. We're going to show you in the Bible what they look like. And when you go to your start worshiping church, look and see, do the picture you look like, do it, it is comparable to the Bible or it's compared to somebody on church. We'll find out. See, remember one thing. That mother write down 4121. Oh, I did write it down for me. What you getting ready to read anyway? What you getting ready to read, Mama? 
Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 13 and 14. 13 and 14. Verse 13. Till we all come in the unity of the faith, the covenant, and of the knowledge of the Son of Yahweh unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Yahweh the Son. Verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, teaching by the single of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. You mean, Mother, you got cunning crafting men to lay about to deceive you? Mark. 
First Maccabees chapter three, verse forty-eight, and lay open the book of the law, wherein the nation had sought to print the likeness of their image. The likeness of their image. They painted right over what the children of Israel look like. They painted right over you and called it Renaissance. They painted over what you look like in the book. They painted over and made you look Middle Eastern, pale red. They painted over your looks. There's that there. It was prophesied they're going to paint over the way you, the children of Israel, look. And they're going to have you, and they're going to say, the children of Israel, they look more like Middle Eastern, high, uh, brownish. No, no, the likeness of the children of Israel. Children of Israel was not no high, brown. No, not according to the Bible. You know, you know who we compared you to, the children of Israel. You know who we compared you to. You know, I do. You know, I get in a lineup. You go to the police station and say, "Well, you know that man." I'm Taking my purse. He hit me side of the head, too. Just nothing. He look, yeah, I remember what he looked like. We got a man that looked like he's a head buffer. But we're going to put about nine more men up there with him. And you pick out the one that got you wrong. Huh? So you're standing on the other side of the mirror. Then you look and say, there's two men up there. But that's the one that got me wrong. I'll never forget that look he had his face when he hit me side of the head that I went black. Do you know y'all compared you to a people that was going to never lose their identity? He compared you to a people. The aim was 9 verse 7. Let's see who he compared you to. Because you knew a lot of you children of Israel are going to go off into la-la land. It'll be all over the place. But he compared you to a people that was going to never lose their identity. And they lost their identity now. But this word only means dark complexion. These are really are people called ham second um, firstborn son. But they got this word on him. Then you look up this word in your on your telephone and ask, what do this word mean? Smartphone, what do this word mean? that children of Israel was compared to. And see what your phone say. Amos, 9 verse 7. What is that mother, D.F. Israel? Amos 9 verse 7. Are you not as the children of the Ethiopians unto me, O children of Israel? Says Yahweh, have not I brought up Israel out of the land of Egypt and the Philistines from Hoppers, somebody. From Kirk. And, and okay, good. That's good, though, Mother. Hey, Mother, good enough. Mm. But, Mother, now my question to you, and the national is over 900,000 stones and plus the next. Who did Yahweh compare the children of Israel? Remember, 
the lineup when this woman got hit in the head and a purse taken, they put nine more men that looked like this man, and she had to pick out which one was the man that done her wrong. She got one right there. Who did Yahweh compare the children of Israel to? According to Angle 9 verse 7. Ethiopian. Cush. Ethiopian. Cushite. Mm-hmm. Word Ethiopian comes from a Greek word means atheos. Burnt, phase, peace. He compared the children of Israel to the word called Ethiopian, which means black, burnt, phase, peace. Not high Middle Eastern, high brown, high yellow. No. He compared you to the Ethiopian, which only means, the word comes from the Greek word, means atheos. Burnt, faith, that's what the children of Israel looked like before they got scattered and got caught up with the other nations and they thought. Messing himself up. Christopher Columbus and um, Herman Cortez in the 1500s. But the children of Israel, of the Bible, was compared to the Ethiopians. You go up and look. Remember, in 1994, the Israelis, sons of Esau, flew the children of Israel that was in Ethiopia back to the land of Israel and gave them a little dump site in the corner in a small area. They look like and they said they were Danites. What did they look like? You know what they look like. All you just put in nineteen ninety four when they flew the children of Israel that was Danites called Ethiopian back to the land of Israel on E or wings of eagles. What they look like? You know what they look like. They were all dark, brownish skin people. And they say, we are Danites. You know the same one Samson said he is, a Danite? Uh-huh. So that's what we are compared to the children of Israel. The Ethiopians. But the Ethiopians, that ain't nothing a plain word for dark skin people. They he compared you to the Kushites. And who are the Kushites? Let's read, mother, and find out who the Kushites is. Let's go to, um, where are we going? This this call stuff that we have done so long ago, we need to forget about it. Ten one. Who are these Kushite people? Oh, just ten one. Who is they? Who is the Kushites? I'm going to send verse 1 and find who they is. Genesis 10.1. Okay. Okay. Genesis 10.1. Genesis 10.1. Mm-hmm. Genesis 10 verse 1. Read. Now these are the generation of the sons of Noah. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Hold on, hold on. I made this mistake. It just, I just, it's not be just, you know, 
That's like telling me, go look for somebody that don't make no difference. They don't bust you out the head. You don't tell me they look like, how can I find them? Because we know what it says in 1 John 5, 19, Mother D of Israel. Hey, Mother, what it says in 1 John on the right side of book 5, 19? It don't make no difference what what these look like. In the Bible, the Bible is right. It do make a difference what the children of Israel look like according to the Bible. And the Bible says you compare them to the Ethiopians. And the Ethiopians is really Cushite. And we're going to find out who the Cush daddy is shortly after Mother reads 1 John 5, 19. What do you mean it don't make no difference what they look like? Well, why is it in the Bible, folks? 1 John 5, 19. 5, 19. I don't got a hat to mother. Come on, give us, give us some good reading now. So Phil got warmed up now. I don't got real happy. What 519 say? 1 John chapter 5, verse 19. And we know that we are of Yahweh, and the whole world lies in wickedness. The whole world lies in wickedness. So, the whole, so you got to tell, if somebody bust you side your head, I've got to put everybody in penitentiary. You got to tell me something. Give me a description of somebody who look like somebody. You mean it don't make no difference what they look like. They don't bust you out of your head. They don't talk you wrong. It do make a difference, don't it? If, if you open up a detective agency and you say, listen, I can help you, but you got to tell me what the person look like. Huh? What kind of car they drive? what they look like, then I can help you. But if you can't tell me what they look like, because the whole world lies in wickedness, i got to put everybody in penitentiary, even myself. Now they're going back to 10th chapter number D. Now we're going to look at these Ethiopians. That's really a, a word for just dark-skinned people. But remember, Ethiopians only mean dark-skinned people. But dark-skinned people got to have a father. They got to have a father. Let's find out who you put in this title on in Genesis 10, verse 6. Who you call the dark-skinned people? You got to have a father? Let's see what we got in Genesis 10, verse 6, mother. Genesis chapter 10, verse 6. And the sons of Ham, Cush, and Mizraim, and Put, and Canaan. You see that? So the sons of Ham, the Ophians, the sons of Ham, they compared the children of Israel to the sons of Ham. Ham means black. But they compared the children of Israel to them. The children of Israel is not Hamatic people. You just compare to them. The sons of Ham is Cush, Mizraim, Put, and Canaan. See, this is where those that, listen, your enemy will taught you. The sons of Ham is, and this is what the Mormon church have taught. 
that you from the cursed seed called him. No. The Israelites is only compared to them by skin complexion. But these are two different brothers' kids. Now we're going to break down who the children of Israel came from. They did not come from the sons of Ham. They not Ethiopian. They just look like the sons of Ham. Matter of fact, everybody looked like the sons of Ham until Genesis 25, 25. The only one had a different color. The only one had a different color in the Bible. The first sign of anybody having a different color in the Bible than dark brown is written in Genesis 25, think of verse 21, not verse 26. The first time with the Bible opened that anybody had a different complexion of the Bible is written in Genesis 25, verse 21 through 26. This is the first one that got a different complexion in the Bible. Everybody else was dark-skinned, one people. Until Genesis 25, verse 21 to 26. Do you want to you want to learn something? You can't keep on talking about what your enemy is saying to you, because the first people that had the Middle Eastern high yellow complexion or pale looking skin is written in Genesis 25, verse 21 down to verse 26. Here what it. Here when the game changed, it came. Mother delivered a knockout blow. Genesis 25, 21, and 26. Listen and take note. Don't just keep on letting your enemies show you the children of Israel is some high yellow and look like Middle Eastern. What do you mean? They don't look like no. They look like Ethiopia. According to the Bible, right? The first time Anybody had a different complexion, we get ready to read it out of the Bible in Genesis 25, 21 to 26. So those that think the children of Israel is high yellow or Middle Eastern looking, then you going to believe the Bible? Let's see what the Bible says. Genesis 25, 21 out of verse 26. Come on, mother. Deliver the knockout blow, mother. I'm pulling for you. Come out. Genesis chapter 25, verse 21 to 26, verse 21. And Isaac entreated Yahweh for his wife because she was barren. And Yahweh was entreated of him. And Rebekah, his wife, conceived. 22. And the children struggled together within her. And she said, if it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of Yahweh. Verse 23. And Yahweh said unto her, Two nations are in your womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from your bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other people. And the elder shall serve the younger, 24. And when her days to be delivered 
were fulfilled. Behold, there were twins in her womb. Verse 25. And the first came out red all over like an hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. 26. And after that came his brother out, and his hand took hold on Esau's heel, and his name was called Jacob. And Isaac was three score years old when she bare them. Mm-hmm. Now, why did, now, why they mention about Jacob's coat? Because he looked like everybody else. But they made specific the, the mention about Esau's coat. They made it a note of Esau's coat. What do Esau look like again, according to verse 25, which is come from uh, Rebecca and Isaac, her firstborn son, according to 25? What do he look like again, mother? He can't, and the first came out red, all over like a hairy garment, and they call his name Esau. Okay. What kind of red, mother? They're going to and preach up the Bible. And what kind of red? Because you got Malcolm X called red, too. But what kind of red did Esau look like? Let's find what kind of red by going to 29th chapter of Isaiah, verse 22. What kind of red did he look like? By precept of your Bible. 29, 22 of Isaiah. What kind of race? Let's find what kind of race. Isaiah, chapter 29, verse 22. Therefore, thus says Yahweh, who redeemed Abraham concerning the family of Israel. Israel. Israel shall not now be ashamed, neither shall his face now wax pale. So Israel's face is not going to be what color, mom? The Israelite face is not going to be what color? Pale. Pale. Israelite color is not going to be high yellow, high brown, pale looking. Pale red. Pale red. So the sinners of Esau, when they were created, they looked like pale red and hairy then. If you want to find out who Esau the sinners is today, they would be looking pale red hairy today. So what people fit pale red hairy today? What people said that? The children of Israel. Let me tell you something, children of Israel. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you back. But one thing I will never do, you will never be looking pale. Red. You will never look pale. So you never look where your blood choked through your skin. Because I'm going to beat you until you come back to me claiming. But you will never have a pale look in your face. So the children of Israel do not have a Middle Eastern look of a pale 
greatest look. Because he said, I'm not going to do you that way. He got all the power. Now why, now why he said that? Let's preach up there to Isaiah 46, 9 to 11. Now we're going to preach it. I'm going to show you something about this man we're dealing with. He said, I'm going to beat you children of Israel. I'm going to beat your back by other nations. But one thing I'm not going to put on you is a pale red look. You will never look pale red. No, not pale red. And half. You will not have to go get your back off straight every six months. What people you know that they got to go get their back straight every six months, and if they, if they don't shave their legs, they put their stockings on there and tear it all up. What people do that? Huh? Not the children of Israel. You don't even know razor blades to cut the hair off your legs. You, 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 you do it because you just see somebody else do it. You ain't got to put it on. You ain't got to shave the hair off your legs. But those people with the sins of Esau, pair red, they got to shave the hair off of their legs and their back. If the razor blade company go out on strike, you would not see them. They'd be dressed up in hair. Yeah. That's one strike that ain't going to happen. Because you let, they let the hair, let the hair grow. All the hair grow, you won't be a sin if you dressed up in hair. All across their face, eyebrows, nose, everywhere. Yeah, right. So what people did that? Not the children of Israel. Children of Israel is a plain man. He ain't got to shave his leg or the palm of his hand or his neck. He ain't got to shave. He ain't got to do that. But Esau got to do that. The pale red man. That's the one is smoking gone that have taught you all that wickedness. Esau and his five sons. That's why they don't taught you that the children of Israel look like they Middle East, but they don't. He said they'll never look pale. They'll never look for the blood so through their skin. You're sitting back, you're sitting in the back of the bus for God's sake many days. Sometimes you see in the summertime, you sit behind somebody with pale red, you see blood move through their skin. Or you pat them on the back and you see a hand print. The blood moved to their skin. That's how you know that you got some Esau blood in you. They pale red. Got my hand. You still can't see the blood moving. Tap Esau hand. You'll see a red. A, they get more red. And then, now, case in point, the last president or the president you got right now, when they get aggravated, Look at their face. So they get more red. Look at any of the big dignitaries' face once they get agitated, aggravated, mad. What happens? They turn so red, they turn red. Don't you? See that? That don't happen to you because you've been told that the children of Israel is Middle Eastern people. No. No. They are darkest brown. Many shades of dark brown. He said, I would never let you be your face to be pale. You would never look pale. Read that again, mother. You told Isaiah to see now. 
and 29-22, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat your back until you come back to my law, that's in command. But one thing I'm, I would never let the children of Israel face be, what again, mother? 29-22 of Isaiah. Okay. Isaiah, chapter 29, verse 22. Therefore, thus says Yahweh, who redeemed Abraham concerning the family of Israel, Israel shall not now be ashamed, neither shall his face now wax pale. <laughs> so don't look for the children of Israel to have a pale looking face. If it ain't never looked pale looking. Never. The last woman that looked pale looked in the Bible, let's read that hey, Mo, we might we might have knocked it out. Let me show you when the children of Israel got caught up with that look. Let's see how they respond to looking like Marilyn Monroe. Let's find out. Let's find out since they, by these big dignitaries, they think the children of Israel look like Middle East. Okay. Let's find out if that's so when we go to Numbers chapter 12. Now we're going to find in the Bible that the children of Israel look like Middle Eastern or pale red or Marilyn Monroe. Let's see what they, what they say about that in number three. Now, we go going to the horse's mouth and see what do they say if they do not resemble the Ethiopian Kutchite, the son of the hand. Let's see what they, what they say out their own mouth. See, remember, you're not telling your story. Your enemy is telling your story and giving you license to, to tell a story that's not, it's no good. No good story telling you. You're going through the Bible in the 12th chapter and see exactly if the children of Israel, if they got any of that kind of complexion on them, what do they think about it? You're going to number chapter 12. And we're going to see what the Bible says about any other children of Israel with a pale look on their face. What do they think about it? You're going to go find out right now. You're the one that breathes in, more pale, all that. Let's see what Yahweh says. Think of 12, verse 8. We read 12, verse 8 down to verse 14. Take your time, mother, and deliver the knockout, bro. You're going to find out how Yahweh feeling and what's going on because he found something about him. Numbers 12, verse 8, down to verse number 15. Now, look at this real good. Now, Mother, deliver the knockout blow, Mother, for the world listen. Because we got to make sure you're clear that the children of Israel do not look like no Middle Eastern people. Not according to those in the Bible up to 96 AD. Let's see what they think about looking like a Middle Eastern people. Or a pale red looking. What do they think about it? You better read now. Pay attention. 
Numbers 12, 8 down to verse 15. Deliver, mother. Numbers chapter 12, verse 8 to 15. Yeah. Okay, I'm having kind of hard time with these earphones. Numbers chapter 12, verse 8. With him will I speak mouth to mouth, even apparently and and not in dark speech, and the similitude of Yahweh shall he behold. Wherefore, then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses, verse 9. And the anger of Yahweh was kindled against them, and he departed, verse 10. And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leopard, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leopard. Verse 11, and Aaron said unto Moses, All ask my Yahweh, I beseech you, lay not the sin upon us wherein we have done foolishly, and wherein we have sinned. Twelve, let her not be as one dead, of whom the flesh is half consumed when he cometh out of his mother's womb. 13. And Moses cried unto Yahweh, saying, Hear her now, O Yahweh, I beseech you. 14. And Yahweh said unto Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, should she not be ashamed seven days? Let her be shut out from the camp seven days, and after that, let her be received in again. Fifteen, and Miriam was shut out from the camp seven days, and the people journeyed not till Miriam was brought in again. Mary is the first is the firstborn son of Aaron and Moses' mother and father. Mary was carrying what? Mary was carrying what? And and Yahweh was very angry, according to verse nine. So Yahweh put a punishment on Miriam because he spoke against her man Moses. He spoke against Yahweh's man Moses. So Yahweh let Miriam know, but what you did, I'm very upset with you, Miriam, because you spoke against my servant most, Miriam. So Yahweh is very hot, he's mad. And what did he do when he was mad to Miriam in verse 10? Verse 10. What did he do to Miriam, the Israelite? Aaron and Moses' son, he's mad in verse 9. What are you doing in verse number 10? Of the of Israel. What are you doing in verse 10? Numbers 12, 
Numbers 12, 10. And the cloud departed from off the tabernacle. And behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow. And Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. Mm-hmm. Now Aaron get ready to tell Moses what that looked like in his eyes. Now remember, Miriam is 86 years old. Aaron is 84. Moses is 80 years old. So Aaron did tell his, his younger brother Moses what a big sister looked like after 84 years of his life. He could tell you what she looked like then turned leprosy white as snow. She looking like Marilyn Monroe. Now, Moses get ready to tell you, I mean, Aaron get ready to tell Moses what that looked like out of his eyes. What he say in verse number 11? Verse 11? Yes. Verse 11. 11. And Aaron said unto Moses, I'll ask my Yahweh, I beseech you, lay not the sin upon us wherein we have done foolishly and wherein we have sinned. Verse we have 12. sinned. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get in there. So now, I mean, what will happen? All the up, God would turn near and look white. That's all he did. He didn't change your nose or nothing. He just turned it white. So Aaron had a problem with his sedan, Miller East. White, high yellow. He had a problem with that. Now he did explain to Moses that's eighty years old. What do they big sister look like? I guess I asked him Moses. Read verse twelve. Verse twelve. Let her not be as one dead, of whom the flesh is half consumed. When he comes out of his mother's womb, he says that pale-looking face. It looked like you had consumed. It looked like you dead in the eyes of Aaron. Aaron is eighty-four years old. He's looking at his sister that's eighty-six years old. He says she looks like she's dead. As her flesh is half consumed. You know what the Hebrew definition of Esau means? In Hebrew, it means wasted away is he. Flesh has consumed. When Isaac picked up that baby, and that's why he was called Esau, in the Hebrew, that means wasted away is he. Because Esau was. He was wondering what happened to the brown on him. That's why he's called Esau. In the Hebrew, it means wasted away is he. My son got to walk around like he's half dead, pale red. And that's why he was called Esau. 
All you biblical scholars, look up in the Hebrew what the word Esau means, because every name has a meaning to it. It means wasted away if he, because he was pale, red, and hairy. He said, uh, uh, uh. Look at this boy right here. This boy pale red. Yeah. Now, he told Moses, 80 years old. See, did Moses get happy and said, wow, I want to look like her too. Let's see what happened when he told Moses that in verse 13. Listen to this, verse 13. He told Moses what his big sister looked like. Let's see what happened next in 13. Mama, dear, the draft, draft 13. Okay. Uh, Namas, chapter 12, verse 13. And Moses cried unto Yahweh, saying, Heal her now, O Yahweh, I beseech you. Hey, he said, the man said, Everybody started crying. Everybody started crying. Moses started crying. Everyone was crying. Everybody was crying because they looked a little like a Miller Easton and looked like uh, Marilyn Monroe. They are, everybody crying now. Moses crying. What, what, what did Moses ask Yahweh to do? Yeah. Yeah. From looking like Marilyn Monroe. Huh? From looking like Marilyn Monroe. You know, uh, President uh, Kennedy's side piece, Marilyn Monroe, you know, blonde hair, pale skin. But the children of Israel didn't want nothing to do with no pale skin, Middle Eastern look. Everybody started crying. You see that? Moses crying. Verse 13. And Moses cried unto Yahweh, the four-letter man, saying, Heal her now, O Yahweh, I beg you. You see the man saying, Now today, we, we so dumb now today, we think the children of Israel were right there in the Middle East. No, no. You've been taught by your enemy. The Bible says the children of Israel look like the Kushites, the Ethiopians. And they were proud of their look. We're not going to read Ezekiel chapter 16. And Yahweh said, I'm the one gave you that beautiful black look. We're not going to read Ezekiel 16. But we can go on and on with this. But Yahweh said for her talking against you, Moses. You tell her, go on by the long here for seven days. I'm going to punish her for running her fat mouth against you, Moses. So now that's a lesson. You know what Mary did? She ran her fat mouth and said, it, 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 didn't Yahweh speak to me too? See, that's what she did as he read the early part of the 12th chapter. She ran her fat mouth. See? She ran her fat mouth in the early part of the 12th chapter. And Yahweh punish her because you don't do that. If you understand something, you get the answer. 
you just don't run the fat mouth. See, Aaron mirroring is a sign for those that run the fat mouth. Make sure that you're saying the Bible supports it. Don't get that blanking statement. Just don't run the fat mouth. Because Miriam ran the fat mouth, and she was turned to look like Marilyn Monroe. She looked like, uh, let me see, who she looked like that we know today. Give me, give me, give me a name, mother, and tell them grandbabies back up with all that noise in the background. Uh, give me, give me somebody today that everybody knows who she looked like today. Give me, give me somebody. Oh, uh, George Myers. Okay, George Myers. Thank you, mother, dear, dear, dear. She looked like George Myers. That's what she looked like. She was turning look like George Myers. But children of Israel cried a storm. Everybody cried. Oh, look like George Myers. Yeah. But today, today you won't look like George Myers. Tell them grandbabies back up a minute. Close the door. Throw your shoe out. So now, so what we find out right now, that everybody had a cry. So Moses said, Moses said, get up and let us go on by the long head for seven days. I said verse 14. Let us go run, run around for seven days. I'm going to teach that woman a lesson and not to run it back now. So she was trapped to camp for seven days. The children of Israel waited on her for seven days, then they received her back in again, then she got up, then she got her complexion back. From that point on, she was walking real soft. She didn't make no more statement out of the fat mouth no more. That's the last thing she won't look like, Miller Monroe. And then you children of Israel teach the children of Israel like Middle Eastern people, that means you don't want to believe nothing the Bible says. You want to believe what your oppressor says. Got it good. Now, let's look at another big dignitary mother. Yeah, this most time. Let's look at another big dignitary. Let's see what he looks like. A lot of people have the same thing about uh, the one they call our Lord Jesus Christ. They got him looking like he's a Middle Do the but do the Bible say that? Huh? Do the Bible say look like a Middle Eastern? Huh? Do the Bible say black the Middle Eastern? Let's see what John said he looked like in Revelation chapter 1, mother. Let's see what John, the eyewitness, say that the one you call our Lord Jesus Christ. What he looked like according to the Bible. 1 verse 12, Revelation, end time prophecy. He told John to put this in right. Because he knows we have somebody had teaching and said, our Lord Jesus Christ looks like your Middle East. You know they're going to say that. But then somebody's going to say, well, where you get that from? You didn't get from the Bible, did you? Huh? You didn't get from the Bible, did you? Let's see what it says in 1 verse 12 down to verse 15. End time prophecy. What do the Bible say our, our Lord Jesus Christ was taken for Yahweh the Son? What do he look like according to the Bible? 1, 12 through 15, come on. Revelation. Revelation, 
chapter 1, verse 12 to 15, verse 12. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks, 13. And in the midst of the seven golden, I mean the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot. Can you read? Page out of 15. Can you read, Mother of Israel? Now look at the WCC. Look what they have said. See here? We are had enough of that. You have proved your point. We're going to mute mother from the broadcast. Ain't that something? You see this We're going to mute mother from the broadcast because you're going to prove your point all by yourself. Now, you get it? See the big dignitaries in this? That's why I keep saying the harvest is clean, but the labor is true. Listen. The children of Israel did not look like no Middle Eastern, Middle of Monroe, or John Wayne. Children of Israel were out to Ethiopia. Now, Mother was getting ready to read something, but the big dignitary that run the broadcast say, Mother DF Israel, we're going to mute her microphone because you're going to prove your point and that's enough. Okay? But it ain't enough with me. But see, it's going to breathe a little bit more. See, I'm trying to tell you something. That's what they keep telling you, those that have been taught by the other nations. You got to put all that down. Don't none of that work. The children of Israel did not come from the sinners of Ham. They come from the sinners of Shem. And they look like the sinners of Ham, but not in ways. You got it good. So the seven, he'll throw a few more verses on the table. You see, by himself, because that's the way they play it. That's why we keep telling you, get in where you fit in at. It's time, Steve Royer, to donate, contribute to this ministry. For what? Big piece of land to grow your own food. A bigger temple for you can come in and learn the truth. A banquet hall but we can entertain and a school to teach the younger one and the elderly before they get about here. Because the elderly's thinking that they're going up, up, and away to heaven, and the heaven is on earth that, that you're going to. You're not going to, you're not going to be raptured away at no time. That is Christianity teaching, Islamic teaching, that's not the Bible teaching. You know what the Bible says where your heaven is at? It tells you where you, the Bible tells you where your heaven is at. You know what's written? In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 11, let me show you where it says your heaven is at. The Bible tells you, I don't know why they won't read none of this Bible. But you won't think about you and be raptured away. You think so? Let's see what we got here. So now the big digging chair is going to cut the mother off. 
Well, Sarah, it is our broadcast. Well, you're right. You're right. But your day is coming. Big digging here. Let's see what it says in the 11th chapter, verse 21. Let, let me show you what the Bible says. It says 11:21 of Deuteronomy. That your days might be multiplied and your days of your children in the land with Yahweh swore unto your father to give them the days of heaven upon the earth. You see that? Your heaven is right here. You just are made in hell by following the enemy and his feet. You are made in hell. And guess what? You destroy anybody come in contact with you. Because anybody in leadership to the children of Israel look like Middle Eastern people. That means you've been dead wrong and you've been trained by the enemy. The children of Israel had a fit by looking like Middle Eastern people. They had a fit by looking like Marilyn Monroe. They had a fit by looking like John Wayne. They cried. Everybody cried. They healed her now. Put some brown back on, on my big sister. Yeah. He's going to tell her, tell her, take her fat mouth and go get busy seven days somewhere else. And that'll teach her a lesson for running the fat mouth against you, most. So I bet you when she got back in, so we can read maybe another lesson. In the 15th chapter, verse 20 and 21, guess what she did? She was called an overseer, a prophetess, put a little word for overseer. She was a great singer behind that. She, she's so happy she sang up a song in the 15th chapter, verse 20 and 21 of Exodus. But we're not reading that. Now, let's go back to this. Sincere got taken on. That's why I said the harvest is plenty. The labor is fruit. See, you remember one thing, see, right? You got to get in where you fit in it. You want your blessing? You got to get into this thing. This is a battle. You have war. And the war is in your mind. You see, we're trying to save your mind from thinking one thing, and the Bible tells you no. Let's collect the revelation and find out what this man looked like. Now, John, he turned around to see who was talking to him. Go to Revelation chapter 1, verse 12. Now, Follow with me now. Oh, fear gonna take it on in, uh. Fear we might cut you off too. Well, what can I say? Just like we did when you was getting ready to talk about Christmas and Easter. Oh, okay. You got it like this? Knock yourself out. Let's go back to Revelation chapter 1, verse 12. Let's see this thing. Revelation 1, 12. And I turned to see, and I turned to see the voice that spake unto me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. In the verse thirteen, in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man. Son of Man, huh? Clothed with a garment down to the feet. So he had a garment on. You know, garment had on fringe. He 
He had a garment on with some fringes on it. Remember the woman said in the ninth chapter, if I can touch them fringes, I know I'll be made whole. Yeah, they're not reading that. So he wore, he didn't wear a three-piece suit with the vest on it. He wore a garment with fringes on it. Okay, good. And girt about the path with the golden girdle. He had a, a golden girdle around his, and he had a name on it, the bowler, Y-H-W-A. That's what he had around his waist around. Okay? Verse 14. Listen to this now. Verse 14. His head and his hair was white like wool. Now, what people you know got wool hair, woolly hair? What people is that? Huh? What people do you know got woolly hair? Huh? Esau and his five sons? No, they got horse hair and goat hair, straight hair. Yeah? Horse hair and goat hair that flies all around. And you got these Israelite sisters like them. Be on the bus. I'm always on the bus. Brushing their hair, brushing that, that gold hair, you know, and winking their eyebrows that been put on by Moab and Amon, Japanese and Chinese, and long fingernails painted. You see that? Okay. That's another lesson. Verse 14. And his head and his hair and his hair was white like wool. That's what's called Negro hair, huh? So he had Negro hair, didn't he? As white as snow. That woolly hair his head was as white as snow. Yeah, y'all worry him. You worry him to some gray hair on his head. Watch this now. And his eyes was a flame of fire. Good. He had red eyes. You know why he had red eyes? Because y'all, when we was here, they called him a wine dibble. He drank a lot of wine. You know, he, you made, y'all made your friend drink a lot of wine. He had, they called him a wine dibble. It's look at that hickam at old wine dibble. Yeah. Verse 15. And his feet, like until fine bread. His feet were like, Fine bread. What color bread is it? Brown. But they're not going to get stopped at that. As if they burnt, take bread and burn it in a furnace. Oh, I'll tell you to do. Put on a meal for your better half and forget to take out the oven. Then serve it to them. Forget about it. Forget it. You just warm it, you warm up, you warm up in the oven, but you forgot about it, and you came back to it. And said, "Baby, your plate is ready, but you don't burnt it up." What do you think he gonna say to you, woman? Do you want this furniture in here start moving on? Why you got me some burnt food on the table? I'm not eating that black tail food. You don't burnt my food up. You know what color it is burnt. You know what color is burnt, don't you? Now I got to put a rabbit out of here. Now David going to tell you what he look like. Now I got to give me a rabbit out of here now. So we know Yahweh the son, according to the eyewitness 
look like his feet look like they were grass as if they were burnt in an oven. You burn something in the oven, you know what color that is. That don't make you know look like you know Middle Eastern. That don't make you look like no Marilyn Monroe or John Wayne. Get black feet. You see what the Bible's saying? If you'll go with the Bible, or you'll go with your oppressor telling you that the children of Israel and our Lord Jesus Christ, Yahweh's son, is Middle Eastern looking. Not with no burning feet. No. But I ain't going to stop it there. I'm going to show you something about David in 118. David. Okay, I'm, I'm going to Psalm 118. See, it's no accident that Big Ziggler cut the mother off. He said the mother was enjoying herself. But I don't always enjoy myself because it'll be my last. So I'm going to give it all I got. You know, that's why I wrote. I'm going to wait 118. I'm going to look at the prophecy of David. What did the angel said David look like? Well, he, uh, David, you know, David, the one you call ready, you know, you, and then you, all you do, this this to me, Matt Norton. Take your telephone and put in what do ruddy look like. And you will look at ruddy, it's not red looking at all. It's many shades of brown. Just put up ruddy animals. Just put on, let me see, I got plenty of time. Let me, let me take a look at something. I got plenty of time. You take one of these old pieces of telephone and I'll ask my phone, and you do the same thing. I'm going to ask my telephone. What do Ruddy look like? Okay. Ready. Show me the look of ruddy animals. Cow, uh, all type of beasts, they all shades of brown. You see that? Ruddy. Ruddy is all shades of brown. Ruddy. Ruddy don't mean red, pale red. It means all shades of brown. Ruddy. Ruddy look. The ruddy look. Yep, me too. Ruddy. Ruddy is all shades of brown. Now you see that? All you do ask a piece of bone. So David looking ruddy, right? This time what kind of ruddy? Now we're going to 118, right? Verse 83. This is David's power. We'll read. We'll read. We'll read down into it. I think we'll read down into it. We'll pick it around about verse number. What hmm, time say no? I'll pick it verse 8. 80 to 83. Psalms 119, verse 80 to 83. It says, Let my mind be sound unto in thy statutes, that I be not ashamed. 81. My soul thanks for thy salvation. But I hope in thy words, my eyes fell for thy words, saying, when thou comforted me, 
going to First Timothy. And we're going to find out something about David. Something was said about David we want to read in First Timothy. That's what I want. First Timothy. I'm looking for something that that uh, was said in the Bible. We're going to Timothy. We're going to First Timothy. Now remember, Paul taught Timothy and Titus. So we're going to First Timothy, and we want to look at something. Now make it Second Timothy, chapter two, verse eight. Okay, let's see what it says in Second Timothy, two verse eight. It says, "Remember that Yahweh the Son." The seed of David. Wait a minute. He's wrong. Yahweh the son, the seed of David. David looked like he was. David looked like he was um. Look smoky looking. Remember that Yahweh the son of the seed of David was raised from the dead. Yahweh the son in Second Timothy two verse eight. He come from the seed of David. Do that. Go to Hebrews two sixteen. Hebrews two sixteen. See, you know, see, if you hear the truth and you smother the truth, that's on you. But if you say the children of Israel look Middle Eastern, then I mean, you just don't. The Bible don't mean nothing. You, you want to go with your purpose. Whatever you want to do right, you go by the Bible. If you want to get you want salvation, go by the Bible. Children of Israel like no Middle Eastern. They don't look like John Wayne or Mel Monroe. 2.16. You say in Hebrews 2.16. What does it say? Hebrews 2, verse 15. It says, verse 16, for verily he took not upon him the nature of Abel, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. So now we'll find out right now that David come from David came from Abraham and David was appearance of a black man. Right? So what color Abraham is? Middle Eastern? Nope. Black man do? Black man do? Yeah. So Yahweh took him on the seat of Abraham and David. He got up in that lineage. Now, he's going to look up and find out what lineage did he get out of. Now, we're going to another seer called Micah, chapter 5. See, this is when you find out something. So when you find out you're wrong, you just correct you're wrong. You repent. You do the 319, I repent for being taught wrong, and move forward. That's what you do. You don't get mad. You repent. Well, I've been taught wrong. My degrees on the wall don't mean jack. It's the book open. See, that's, you know, just repent. That's all. And get in where you're thinking at. Upon the Yahweh, boss of the two and white. So we're going to show the Bible thing. Now, um, what we found out? What are we going to look for now? David? Okay, we're going to Matthew's 1 1. Go to Matthew's 1 1. There we go. Then we're going to find out something. Yeah. Matthew one one. 
Matthew 1, verse 1. The book of generation of Yahweh the son. The son of David, the son of Abraham. So he was in that lineage. So he was in the lineage of Abraham and David. Yahweh the son comes from that lineage. He comes from that lineage. These are dark-skinned people. He came from them people. Which one he come from? We're going to Micah chapter 5 now. So when we put the book on it, he come from that lineage. Micah chapter 5. We'll find out what lineage that was told by the seer. He, he was 18 nations. And he had a choice to make what nation he wanted to come down to. He had a choice to make. Let's see what, what choice he made in the fifth chapter, verse 1. Let's see what he says. Michael 5, verse 1. Now gather thyself in truth, O daughter of truth, have laid siege against us, that they should smite the judge of Israel with a rod on his cheek. They will hit. So this is a prophecy of hitting the judge in the mouth. This is a prophecy of hitting the judge of Israel in the mouth. Verse 2. For thou, Bethlehem, Ephatah, though thou be little among thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, who going forth have been from old. How long? From everlasting. So when the son came, it was prophesied that he was coming down through the tribe of Judah. But Micah knows truly that his going forward have been from old, from everlasting. But he's going he gonna to take upon him the seed of Judah. Judah came to Judah produced David, Abraham produced Judah, to all this one lineage. They got nothing to do with Ham. Ain't got nothing to do with Ham. This is Shem's lineage. Abraham come through Shem. Judah, the children of Israel, came through Shem. They are jet black people. Many shades of brown. That's where they come down to. So Yahweh had the choice to come down to what lineage he wanted to come down to. According to Michael the seer, he took upon him the seed of Judah. So when Yahweh came, he came as the seed of Judah. Now we're going to precept that to Michael, I mean Matthew chapter 2. And see, when he came in Matthew chapter 2 now, going to Matthew 2. See, if you want to be edified, we do it, because we come to edify you. And we, uh, look here. We don't want no pass on the back. We come to enlighten you, children of Israel. So when I stand before him, I'm going to say one thing. Yahweh, I gave it all I got. I told him, I gave him your word. And that's angry. Is that true? Yeah. Well, come on. You can come on in the kingdom, sir. Did you help somebody? Yeah. I, I, gave, I gave him your word. Well, that's how, that's how you help him. Well, you got to 
Corinthians 13, verse 8 through 10, on a two-thirds, it's going to make it anyway. You see? A lot of these Israelites are going to be cut off. You know why? Because they're going to refuse to hear the Bible. They're going to say they know more than the fear. But you find out the fear no more than you. Because Yahweh deals the fear, he's going to deal with you. According to what we read in the Bible. But see, your degrees on the wall and your briefcase say you know more than the seer. No, you don't. Because the seer is led by Yahweh. We're getting his word uncut, right? And you read it together with me? You get mad? Then that means your spirit ain't right. If you get happy, your spirit is right. It's up to you. How you get? You get mad? Because you're reading the Bible? Then your spirit ain't right. Then repent. Now, let's go and look at Matthew chapter 6. He's saying coming down to, when he comes in the flesh, he's going to come down to the tribe of Judah. Now we're going to see him come in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. It says, chapter 2, verse 1. Now when Yahweh the Son was born, and Bethlehem, Judah, in the days of Herod, the king, behold, there come wise men from the east to Judah. What they saying too? Saying, where is he that is born king of Judah? For we have seen the star in the east and have come to worship him. And Herod the king, that's sons of Esau, of Perez, when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled. And all Judah with him, that's the one that was on his payroll, they have upset too, because he upset, they get paid by him. And when he had gathered the chief priests and scribes and the people together, all the ones on his payroll, you got a lot of them on the day on his on his payroll, refused to believe the Bible. They gonna believe Yahweh the Son and children of Israel look like Middle Eastern, look like the Arab somebody. You, they dark skinned people. That was the Bible says. He demand of them saying. He's a man of them. Where is Yahweh the son shall be born? Little king say. He's a man of one on his payroll. Where is he be born at? Verse 5. And they said unto him, And Bethlehem of Judah, for that for duck is written by the seer. That's Micah chapter 5, 1, 2, and 3. And thou Bethlehem. And the land of Judah are not the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people. Who? Israel. Not Christian. No. No. He didn't come to rule the Christians. What don't those things Christian? They didn't speak English. The word Christian comes from Christo. That word Christian comes, that's the English word. The English one he thought about the 449 AD. The word is crystal. Crystal was the word there. It wasn't no English 
and got all the songs time. What you mean, Vlada J. Sex? How do I know he wasn't there? How I know there wasn't no English? Well, the Bible said it wasn't. Hold that point then. I'll stop what I'm doing. Go to St. John, chapter 19. All right, Latter-day Saints, we're going to prove that point. We're going to St. John. We're going to prove that point in the 19th chapter. So it wasn't no English at that time. It wasn't no such thing, no Christian. It wasn't no English. Okay? It wasn't no English. Let's show you that. In the 19th chapter, verse 20. It says in the 19th verse 20, title was read, Many of Judah, for the place where Yahweh the Son was crucified was not to the city. It was read in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Now you see what it's written in? Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Now tell me. Where you gonna find in Hebrew, Greek, or Latin? Where you gonna find the name Jesus at in Hebrew, Greek, or Latin? There wasn't no English. So it wasn't a word called Christian. It wasn't Christian. Because English wasn't even thought about till 449 AD. It became official language in 1382. It was no such thing as nobody named Christian or Christ. Christ come from Christo. It was written in the language was Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. And it's no, the name Christian is not in Hebrew, Greek, or Latin. Yeah. Now look at how they think. Fear. Precept. Why don't you precept it? Okay, I precept it for you. You want a precept? We're going to Luke then. You want a precept, huh? I'll give you a precept. Tell them I do this, bro. I know one thing. I said it for Yahweh. I'll give you all I got. I will get on every side. But that don't mean I, I, don't mean I didn't do it with my time, bro. Yeah. That's it. And they persecute those seals, too. It's called, they got, they got the seal being. Boat riders, building, uh, selling, everything. No, feels about one thing, Yahweh's word. I don't care nothing about the affairs of the world. What I care about is giving you this word. It's up to you to accept the word as it is. It's up to you. You're going to Luke 30, 23, verse 38. Here go your second witness. And the superscription also was written over him in the letters of Greek, Latin, and so it was. It was so it, it wasn't nobody speaking Spanish or English. It's a bastard language, just like English is a bastard language. Both them languages are bastard language. Them language was imposed on us and beat up on us. They beat Spanish in up when the Chinoan tribe came by Constable, came by Christopher Columbus and, and Herman Cortez in the 1400s, a lot of 1400s. 
they brought Hebrew-speaking Israelites to the seed you that's on the payroll. They spoke to you, your forefathers, in Hebrew. You have been taken back to Spain, that language in you. Then they brought missionaries over here after you was in captivity and put up schools and taught you how to speak Spanish. That comes from Latin. So don't be proud that you can speak Spanish. Because that's a bastard language, just like English is a bastard language to the Negro. Both of them languages is a bastard language. And you know, and you know what a bastard is according to the Bible? I hear WCC. Why are you cursing, sir? No, I'm not cursing. The bastard is in the Bible. Go to Hebrews 13. Let me show you the, the Bible definition of a bastard. Go on to Hebrews and read it. Oh, I'm not cursing. No, I'm not upset about nothing. I enjoy what I'm doing. Now, the word, what the word bastard means in the Bible. The definition, the biblical definition of the word called bastard. We go on and find out what is the Bible definition of the word bastard. We go on to the 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews. Listen, how would the word bastard mean according to the Bible? Let's see. Let's figure around by verse number six. We're in Hebrews 12, verse six. We're going to get the Bible definition of the word called Baptist. It says, verse six, for whom Yahweh loved he kept and scored every son whom he received. Verse seven, ye endured chastening. Yahweh did with you as with son. For what son is he whom the father just has not? Verse 8. But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then you are bastards and not sons. See that? See, all my life, all your life, you thought a bastard man. Look at that woman with that bastard baby because she ain't got no husband and all that. No, no, no. A bastard is those that would not stand correction after you've seen what the words say, the Bible says. That would make you a bastard. When Yahweh said, Bless me the seventh day of the week, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday, and you said, No, I'm going to do mine on Sunday. The Bible says, Name carries one name, four letters, Y H W. You said, no, I'm going to call him Jesus. See? That's when that fits you. I'm going to read it again, verse 8. In Hebrews 12, verse 8. But if ye, you, be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then you are back and not some. Is that that means you don't want to be corrected when you show the truth about something. If anybody thinks around the world that the children of Israel is a Middle Eastern-looking people, then you don't want to believe the Bible. So what does that make you, according to verse 8? I'll read it again. But if you be without chastisement, I mean correction, whereof all are partakers, then you are bound and not. See, when you correct it on something, you're supposed to say, oh, thank you for correcting me. 
I thought he looked like Billy Easton. I thought Judah Israel looked like all shades of high brown. They look like all shades of dark brown. Is that right? Correct. Now, let's go to the prophecy again about Yahweh the Son. We're going to, what's that WCC? Spirit, you be really enjoying yourself whether you got a reader or not. You know, you know, well, yeah, well, I enjoy myself all my thing about it. Yahweh put me in the position to take care of his business. And I enjoy every minute of it. But he had to do this. He left me out there like he got you out there. Tell him now. Now, Daniel chapter 10, verse 6. Let's see. Daniel chapter 10, verse 6. Let's see what Daniel said. What he said. We're going to see what Daniel said he said. What Daniel said he said. 10 6. What he said he said. See what Daniel said. Verse 5. 10, verse 5 and 6. Tell you what he said. You know, like the eyewitness. A man, you come to the court, you got an eyewitness against you. Ain't you in trouble? Yes. Let's use our witness saying 10 verse 5 and 6. Then I looked up my eyes and looked and behold, a certain man was clothed in linen, garment. Lawrence was girded with the fine gold of Upay. Okay, good. Verse 6. His body also was like the bird. That means he had on a green garment, a flaming garment. And his face was the appearance of lightning. And his eyes as lamps of fire. And his arms and his feet like color, like color, like color of polished and his voice of his words like a voice of a multitude. He said, this man, I think, was a color man. Now, you know what they got. They call color man. No? They got fountains right now when you watch the eyes and the prize every year, right? You watch the eyes and the prize, you got a color fountain and a white fountain. So who goes to a color fountain? African-American and the Negro. African American, the Negro. They got the fountains on. You look at all the old slave pictures, children of, of the book, the Negro, come to the fountain. They got a fountain called a color fountain. You have a color restaurant. Then you have the color of, uh, you can't come to this restaurant in front door. We might give you something in the back. You got to get bored, time to get something from the back. You see what you need? You see what you need? You teach the leaders how you do? You want to go sit in and, and get hit side of the head on the sit in to eat at their table. You know what he said about you eating at their table. You see what the other leaders did? They want to pick it and boycott to eat at, at the other nation's table. What did Yahweh tell you about that? He got it in the Bible, First Corinthians chapter 10. Let's see what he You want to eat at their table, right? You picking and boycotting because you want to be at day hotel and day you want to eat at day luncheon room. 
you ain't cheating us right. Well, you got for us came out there. He told, he sent Paul to tell the northern kingdom about that. Let's see what he says in 10th chapter, verse 21 and 20. First Corinthians 10, 21 and 20. What did he say? First Corinthians 10, 21 and 20. 21. You cannot drink the cup of Yahweh and the cup of devil. You cannot be partakers of Yahweh's table and the tables of devil. You see what I'm saying? He said, why are you picking and boycotting to, to sit at the table of devil? You can't be partakers of Yahweh's table. Y-A-W-A table and the table of devil? Let me ask you a question. Do we provoke Yahweh to jealousy? Yeah. Are we stronger than he? Are you stronger than Yahweh? He said you can't do it, but you're going to do it anyway. You're going to make sure that you do everything contrary to Yahweh's word then say Yahweh is working with you. I'll tell you what, you go on a job and do something contrary to that boss and seven times you get a paycheck. Or you run a red light or go out the street on a one-way thing, one way and you continue out that one way on back up. You still get a ticket for it. Right? You're going to be caught the next time, right? You say what you can't do. Then he told John to put it right. Now, let me tell you something, John. Children of Israel, they're going to be saying that I look like a Middle Eastern man. Right? I'm going to try to do it, right? Would you put this in Revelation 2.18? And all one going to pick it up is Yahweh's voice of the Jewish mother. Would you put in Revelation what I look like in 2.18 of Revelation? Would you do that for me, John? Because somebody's going to mess around and say, you look like a Middle Eastern man. Then you put in the Bible what I look like in 218 of Revelation. Look on Revelation 218. What does it say? I'm going to see. I'm going to read it. Yeah, I'm going to comment on what we're reading. 218, right now? 218. 